Does anyone need a break? Because if, if you need, like, to go to the bathroom. I already took a break during Westworld. <laughs> I know. you. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Dustin. Uh, I was wondering why <laughs> you were real quiet. You were real I mean, quiet. No, no, I, the headphones were on the whole time, but, you know, I can still no, walk around. No, that's, not, go to the that's bathroom. not a... That's not good. Did you listen to us in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. so violated. Oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. Welcome to Podjiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. Uh, I'm Pajiba contributor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, our Pajiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And Pajiba tycoon Dustin Rolls. <laughs> Hello, Dan. Thank you. Hello. How many Quibi shows uh, have you watched this week? Uh, so I watched a bunch of Quibi shows on the day of really? release. Well, yeah, I mean, oh. like the first day, and On the then, day. Yeah, yeah. and then I have not opened the app since. <laughs> I see it every once in a while when I look at my phone, and I think, "Is there anything on there that I want to see?" And then I get distracted by something else. Because it's your phone. I watch. Because it's my phone. Right. First episode of that Will Forte uh, show, and I was like, "Yeah," and then I haven't checked back yet. Mm-hmm. I think that's honestly, yeah, because because it's on your phone, it's right next to Twitter or like yeah. whatever dumb phone games you have downloaded or like right. all the other things that you you dick around you on your, your phone, phone while you're trying to watch TV. Podcasts are great for the phone because you can you can listen to the podcast while you're playing your stupid games or reading your your news, but you can't <laughs> watch Quibi and also play your games. Right, it's gonna fail bad. Well, they've got, uh, I've got another two and a half months left, so, without paying, so we'll see. Remind see me when that comes, comes so I can cancel. Oh, I've got a, I've got a calendar reminder, don't worry. All right. Um, anyway, it's a, uh, it's another week in, uh, <laughs> Is in, it? uh, in this, this <laughs> Or is it just time. tomorrow? Well, it's today. Yeah, uh, sure. Although when but, everyone's uh, listening, it's Wednesday. That. Right, that's true. Uh, although I will say we've uh, because we all live in different places. We've had to record podcasts remotely before it was cool. So suck on that. That's right. All you professionals now who are like learning how it goes <laughs> and dealing with subpar audio quality. Um, yeah, we were pioneers of subpar audio. Yeah, quality. we've been we've been we've been doing bad audio since uh, since 2019. <laughs> yeah, wait, I speaking of bad audio, Colin Jost on update this week. Holy crap! Like, get a mic. You're a <laughs> oh, I freaking... thought you were gonna say, "Holy crap! Look at those arms." Uh, no, secretly, no. secretly jacked. I didn't think that, but Colin Jost, you know, just. He was had like his internal speaker, and he's on NBC. He can't yeah. afford to like call Amazon and get a mic. Well, it's probably not being delivered right now. Maybe it was or, a last last ditch effort to make him seem more, you know, of the people. Oh yeah, that's good. That's that could be it. I kept waiting for ScarJo to come in, but they're professionals, just Dustin. Walk by. Because then like, you have to pay her for showing up on the on the show. Do you cameo? Yeah, it's a cameo. Yeah. Uh, I did think that this week's SNL was uh, it was interesting to see 
what stuff work like what stuff you can kind of do you know in a in a stripped down format so like the people who do impressions tended to be i feel like tend to be yeah. better off because um, they don't need the production like it's just like oh yeah you if you can pull off the the impression then we get it um I like the Chloe thing. I loved the Zoom. Loved the Zoom thing. Sketch. Yeah, that was good. That, that was a recurring... Uh, those are their recurring characters, too. Kate and Eddie were recurring? Yeah, they've done the, the two old women who don't know how to uh, work technology. They've done it at least one uh, before. Uh, uh, uh. They, they were absolutely hysterical. Yeah. And I've listened to my wife on enough Zoom calls to like recognize all of that. Uh, weirdly uh, what's his name Um, uh, this was probably the most screen time that uh, uh, what's his name has ever had Um, Pete Davidson yeah Pete Davidson he had two two sketches yeah two solo there were so many sketches in that because they were all like two and a half minutes long yeah um also, weirdly, it kind of shows off the uh, one of the problems with SNL normally is that a lot of sketches go on for too long. Yeah. And I know from from their perspective, it's impossible to produce this many sketches because you can't build that many sets and costumes and all that in time. But um, but it kind of shows that like it's kind of a it kind of served as another reminder to me that like yeah sometimes their sketches are about two minutes too long, and if you can chop them down, then they're easier to digest or maybe you just don't need a set <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe just just phone it in literally just, yeah wait so they did it without a host right or did they have, uh, well, they have tom, tom hanks, hanks technically hosted he was technically but he did, yeah. so he did the monologue and uh but yeah obviously he wasn't in any of the uh, sketches. other sketches so yeah. if they continued like because i feel like the end result of this if, if snl has to keep doing this under quarantine they're mm. just going to have john mulaney host constantly because oh. he could just like write this musicals. A really fun thing to do, but they might do it again for the season finale. But I don't think they come back. Again. Yeah, because I'm was... also assuming that it probably it probably takes. Uh, it, I mean, just to to pull it off, it would, like you can't do it every week, right? It takes they a, could do quite a while. They could to do write maybe like yeah, maybe every three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a middle aged. Middle I'm just saying. I bet we see John Mulaney again. I mean, I'd be yeah, okay yeah, with I'd, that. I'd be good but. with that, too. Middle-aged uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, my God. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> and the sports guy who was like, <laughs> which colonel will pop the quickest? I loved him. I liked sports guy, except that the, the thing that they were parroting uh, is equally as funny. Oh, so yeah, they were entertaining. They were so I was kind of... Yeah, so there, there are like there, there are sport uh, commentators who have been doing this, and there's one British guy in particular who I think is probably who they were inspired by. Um, Wasn't like dogs eating or something? Yeah, there was dogs eating. There was like two dogs uh, fighting over a toy. Uh, there were it was just like whatever random things he could see, oh. and like some of it was like at the park or uh, I think there was one with like. Women pushing their their like baby strollers, so he turned it into a race. Uh, so so it was it was that kind of thing. So yeah, um, it was good. Like the sketch was good, but it was uh, it wasn't 
like heightening uh, reality. It was well, their version of reality. Right. right. It was my yeah. first, my introduction to it, so it was great. Also, Mikey Day's little Twitch okay. stream where he just... I did like the video game <laughs> one. I thought that was good. And again, yeah. like, like the right level of, like the right amount of time. Like if you try yeah. to do that for six minutes, it's too long. But for like a three-minute sketch, it's great. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> that was good, yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, I thought I thought that they did a pretty good job, all things considered. Yeah. And except for I the mean, fact that Colin Jones couldn't get a goddamn mic. <laughs> <laughs> He's a regular person, Dustin. Yeah. Just like just like you. He's a regular guy, Ugh. and has trouble getting a microphone that that properly blocks out ambient noise. Yeah, and unlike you, Dustin, he has to be on camera, too, so he can't just lay down with a mic on his stomach. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Fair enough. I feel bad for Che, though. You know, and I had, like, uh, he lost his grandmother last week, and then he goes on the show, but that was a really good uh, joke swap, although terrible, but hilarious. Oh, yeah, it was, it, it was, a, it was a nice use of... Uh, of joke swap yes. to to make uh, make Colin Jost uh, <laughs> say awful things. <laughs> well, SNL's out of the way now. Okay, look, we <laughs> yo we we, st- we went right into television. Yeah. We did a really we good job. Right into it. Yeah, we didn't even uh, we didn't even talk about what we're drinking, uh, but we can. Mm-hmm. So we might as well, I guess. I don't know. Do you have something interesting you're drinking this week? No, I'm still in my. Uh, my whiskey reserve, which is now slowly going down. So yeah. at some point I'll have to go buy some. Um, Tori, are you still on maple whiskey? No. Well, so I'm finishing off a bottle of wine, but I'm worried that I don't have enough of it for the show. So I may need to like duck downstairs <laughs> to get the also end of a bottle of, of bourbon I have. So I might, uh, it, okay. it could be a crazy night. Who knows? Anything's <laughs> on the table. It's because we spent four Dustin, have minutes you already finished your show. wine? Oh, uh, I didn't, my, yeah. I didn't have any wine this week because, my wife failed to get me some, so I have 16 Counties Allagash, which is my favorite brand of Allagash, but it's only, they only sell it like three months out of the year. Oh. What makes it, what, what type of beer is it? What's it's, the flavor profile? It's, I, it's, it's similar to Allagash White, only a little better. I don't know how it's better, but it's... <laughs> I don't Are you looking beer. at the bottle or can right now? I am. But it doesn't Does it tell say anything better. on it? <laughs> like like a type says, of ale? <laughs> it's a golden ale. But they're all, you know, Allagash is all, um, what's it called? Um, white beers. This one's just beer. Oh, okay. Wait, they're all, Allagash is all, I mean, a white beer is just a wheat beer. Like a wit? They're all Belgian, Belgian beers. Like Belgian, yeah, yeah, they're they're all Belgian ales. Oh, okay. They're all wheat beers. I thought you just were talking about Maine. Boom! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's right. It's the same. Um, No, it's usually, it comes down to how much, what type of malt they put in. Oh, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's delicious, Tori. That's, that's all I know. Okay, fine. All right, so counties. Dustin has some delicious beer that's that right. he can't drink all year round. Um, and Tori's almost out of wine, and uh, I'm boring, so cool. Um, 
Yo, if this keeps up, we're going to be, like, hitting the ends of our stashes. It's going to be, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm know. drinking uh, mouthwash. I'm going to toilet <laughs> like, wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got into the emergency NyQuil, so I've got about 20 minutes before I fall asleep. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we talked about SNL. What else happened this week? I don't know. Run premiered on HBO. You know, uh, Roxana, a frequent guest and Pajiba a mm-hmm. contributor, uh, didn't care for it, I saw on Twitter, and I don't know why. Yeah, because yeah, she... I thought, she was, I thought it was going to be a slam dunk, but I also think she's seen more than just the premiere. Yeah, um, she's seen... She got screeners. Uh, I don't know how much, but yeah, definitely more than the premiere. I really enjoyed um, the, the premiere. The premiere was, was fun. Yeah, I liked it. Um, it was, I don't think, did we learn anything? I mean, not really. It's just kind of, like, they just kind of throw you in, which I guess is part of yeah, the fun. Yeah. Well, there's just, um, like, ex, exes from college who apparently yeah. had a pact in college to, uh, right. if, if one texted the other run, that they would find each other. Well, if they both do it, right? right? So it's like one text and the other one has to respond. And uh, we did learn that, that uh, uh, the, what's his name? Billy? Yes. Uh, he, Donald Gleason's character, uh, he had texted before, um, but this is the first time, but she responded this time. So um, there's obviously, you know, they're both going through stuff in their lives, and I'm sure we'll get more of that as How? the season goes. How old are they supposed to be? Does it? Do they address it? Like how long it's been since college? Or it sounded like they should be like mid 35? to late thirties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I just like people who still have their same cell phone number from college, which I know a lot uh, of people do, but not everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, people who still like who would get a random text from an ex and not immediately cringe. Right. Like, I feel like there's a lot of suspension of disbelief required for this premise. I'm not against it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, did you not, have you, have you never, not that it would ever be something that you take seriously, but have you ever had, like, like it, it feels like, like, a, like a more fun version of those, like, oh, if neither of us are married when we're 40, yeah, yeah. then we'll get married, kind of pack things. No, um, my past relationships are scorched earth. Oh. <laughs> no, no, but but th- those packs weren't necessarily with someone you had a relationship with, right? Like it could be oh. like a just like a friend or whatever. I mean, no, in this in this show, they were they dated, right? But I, uh, the only pact I have is with my a lot of my friends. We've all agreed that we're going to retire. We're going to somehow in our twilight years buy a compound and build a retirement community for for ourselves. And that is all just because we, when we're old and crotchety, we will not be able to function in society. We need to just be able to be mean to each other. So we will, we will cordon ourselves off somewhere. And so that is, that is the only pact is the retirement community. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually, I, I absolutely have made a deal like that with someone and I haven't, I've mm-hmm. never texted them run. So, <laughs> that's the other thing. If an ex texts you, run. Doesn't that feel like a threat? <laughs> well, that's, that's well, not if you not if you've prearranged the uh, the details of what it what it means. But that, so wait, wait Dustin, episode, what was your what pact? Oh, oh, the same, mm-hmm. the same sort of pact. It's like 
I made with somebody when I was in like nineteen. Like it was like a we'll get married kind of thing. Well, no, no, we were like, you know, if our entire if our lives blow up with our significant others or whatever, we'll uh, uh, call each other and make it happen. And then, like, we renewed that like five years later. <laughs> but then I haven't heard. Yeah, from it was since. really like. You really wanted that fallback. I know there is yeah. nobody in my life that I would ever make those kind of agreements <laughs> with. <laughs> well, you know, now I would. I'd rather just be alone. <laughs> it just seemed like the right thing to do at the time. Right. Um, this one wasn't mine, but the best one I ever heard was a, a friend of mine from high school explained this to me at a wedding uh, where it, it wasn't between us, but it was with her and another friend of ours. And they had, like, they had really thought it out, like, where they're like, okay, so, so these are the rules. It was, um, and it was all planned out in, like, you know, total nonsense, right? So they're like, okay, so the, the rule is uh, their date was 35. So it's like, if, if neither of them are married at 35, then, uh, oh, the, sorry, they had, a, they had a rule where it was, if uh, they had, if they were in a, if either of them was in a relationship that had lasted longer than a year and a half, then they could, that would negate it. But if not, so they could be in relationships that were new, but then they hit 35 and then they move in together and then they spend a year living together. And if they survive that, they get married at 36 and then they like try to have kids, you know, in the next couple of years, that was kind of like their, their big thing. But like they had it all like written out and they were both lawyers so they had like a contract drawn up that I think was a joke, but you know, also they're lawyers, so who knows? Um, but it turned out they both got married to other people and are happy, you know, or seem happy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't talk to them anymore. Um, so, but it was just it, it fascinated me that there was so much uh, thought that went thought into it, put into this backup plan, and they had never dated. They didn't seem like they wanted to date. They were just like, no, this is just our plan for you know what happens in that. In that case, in that contingency. I like that they uh, built in the, we get a year, like a trial period. Like we have oh, to, yeah, we have to yeah. survive living together first. Yeah, they were, it was smart, but that's also, I think that's also why their, uh, their age was younger. Cause they're like, we need to, we need to make sure this works. Um, but, but they didn't have to enact it. So instead it's just a funny story that I remember from a wedding when I was 25 <laughs> See, now I wish, I want to know if anyone has, has made those pacts and followed through. Uh, like, has anyone, like, had to marry has. that random person at the age 40? But I 40? bet some people have, right? Well, it's not like you have to. Or, or like, to. Or like they, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, five years later, after I'd made my pact, it seemed, at that particular point in my life, before I met my wife, et cetera, et cetera, it seemed very appealing, and I was willing at that point. But we still had like right. five more years left. Mm. In the... Like, my problem is I'm uncomfortable agreeing to plans like a month out. <laughs> like, if you asked me, if you wanted to hold me to something I agreed to when I, I was know. twenty, I don't think right. these packs like are I would ghost. <laughs> right, but what if one of you thinks it's binding and the other one doesn't? Right. Well, the then one it gets that weird. Wins because you don't actually talk to each other anymore. So you're like, fuck mm-hmm. off. Yeah, maybe. Uh, 
I just remembered one other random thing from that wedding. <laughs> Can I share it? Just because only because it's it feels it's 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 media related. Okay, because sure. I mean this, this is a this television stuff, podcast. It feels like yeah, this is a television podcast. <laughs> this is a there's a story that feels like it should have been in, in a TV show or has been, but um, so at that same wedding with that same friend of mine uh, who was explaining this whole pack to me. Like, you know, it's a bunch of people I know from high school, so we're all hanging out and drinking and having a good time. And at one point uh, in the at the wedding, this old lady, and by old, she was probably like in her, I don't know, 60s or 70s, like not crazy old, but, you know, older older woman comes up to us while we're talking and says, like, I just wanted to say, you guys are such a... She did, like, the. it was, like, the whole, like, the stereotypical, like, oh, you're such a cute couple, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, oh, no, we're not a couple. We're just, we know, we just know each other. And she was like, no, but you, but you're, uh, you, I've been watching you, and you're, conver- like, you, you're, you're so connected, because your conversation, like, when you're talking, you're, like, looking at each other, like, right in each other's eyes. And, and we both were, like, in that flabbergasted, like, no, no, we're not, that's not us. We're not this thing. We're just friends, blah, 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 blah. And anyway, um, if life were a rom-com or a romantic TV show, then that would have been that scene. But uh, thankfully it was not, because, no, it would not have, that would have been a bad idea. It would not have worked out. But I also like how it's predicated on, like, you look in each other's eyes. Like, yeah, yeah no, we're she having was like, a you conversation. Guys are, yeah, but she was like, you guys are connect. You guys are, are really listening to each other. We're like, yeah, because we're talking. <laughs> I've always found eye contact necessary for polite yeah. conversation. <laughs> um, Aw, look I, at I, you being romantic. Oh, God, it's the worst. I remember. So glad that a little more about the details of my pact. It wasn't that we would get together. We had a pact to have an affair where we would sleep together once every year because we saw it in some movie together. Like the movie where like this couple who had their own separate marriages, they would get together for a weekend every year. And then like that 30 years like later... That seems like a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Huh. 30 years later, like the That's... husband and wife the, found out. After they, you know, have this year. Of course they did. So your pact, your your pact was that you would destroy each other's lives. Yeah, like you, you literally saw have. a movie about how that played out, and you were still like, "It's a good premise." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it was it the movie Unfaithful, which I've never seen, but I know. Oh it my god, Unfaithful is the... no, that's not a no. That's Unfaithful, as I recall, was just uh, traumatic. Yeah. Um, so I, we're left to assume that the pact was not yeah, fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's just make this yeah, we clear. Should get, we should get to the end of that story. <laughs> and, you know, the as of now, you know. <laughs> <We're good. laughs> the pact has never been enacted. Uh, we are Facebook friends, my... though. Oh, okay. Well, that's... That's the start of wow, that's serious. tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and Tori does not like uh, pacts, so that's, which is smart, I, don't, I think. I just um, don't trust the judgment of my younger self or really anyone <laughs> I know. Right. Um, I feel like my pacts would be more along the lines of, like, like, if I'm ill, I promise to let you 
be the, like like I would have to agree to a, let a friend be the one to turn off life support for me. Like it would it would be like a really uh, morbid pact. I promise to make you the beneficiary <laughs> of my life insurance if I have no one else. Yeah. I did actually so at one point I did have a friend um agree to and we almost did it. It wasn't a long long-term life pact, but I did almost get married to my roommate because she had really good health insurance and I didn't have any health insurance. And at the time I was living with her in a five bedroom apartment. It just started allowing, um, gay marriage in New York city. Um, and, but we were living with her boyfriend, like they shared a room, but because it was a five bedroom apartment, there were a bunch of people living in the apartment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she's like, I could put you on, like, we could get married. I could put you on my insurance. We have the same address. No one's going to figure it out. And her boyfriend was like, fine with it. (laughs) Um, but then I got a real job. So (laughs) she didn't have to put me on her insurance. You almost, you almost committed a light insurance fraud, uh, for, for love or, well, no, for my health. Right. (laughs) But But the other way, right. Almost, almost, Got married to commit light insurance fraud. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, that seems totally reasonable. Uh, I think. Um, Especially a now. Movie that was like that. It yeah. was called was a movie that did Larry that? and Chuck, and it was Adam Sandler and Kevin James, and it was fucking horrible and offensive and terrible. <laughs> well, you know that was the inspiration of of my oh, agreement. Was, I was oh, going to be Larry, and that, she was going to be Chuck, and no. I thought you were going to say they stole, they stole your story, and that they never paid you for it, and they really should have. They should have, damn it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, desperate, uh, desperate times call for desperate, weird uh, agreements. and uh, We should know. just really all be taking our cues from film and television. I agree. Exactly. But you know where else they make desperate agreements and pacts? And some would say alliances. Uh, this is show Survivor. Yes. Segway, Segway. completed. Uh, some would uh, say alliances. I just wanted to uh, uh, talk briefly about Survivor uh, because uh, last week's Survivor, uh, holy shit, um, the, uh, the Tribal Council was insane uh, because... Uh, Adam was voted off last week. He's he's been kind of there. There aren't really weasel. any villains on this season, no, but, but yeah, he's kind of Weasley. And in and in his uh, confessionals, he's very he sounds a little whiny, and he's like, "Oh my god, everyone's out to get me," and he sounds kind of paranoid. So he's been good in filling that role. I watched this um, season, and I still have no idea how he won. He's just a weasel. <laughs> okay, because I don't know. I didn't watch his season, obviously. So I don't know, uh, but the the show became chaotic, especially at Tribal Council, because uh, he kind of, at least the way it was cut together in, in a very entertaining package, uh, he looked like he lost his mind and uh-huh. was, like, freaking out uh, as everybody else is... And everyone else just starts whispering to each other and saying, and, you know, we don't know what they're saying. But um, he's freaking out because he assumes that he's on the chopping block, and he ended up being right. Uh, but he starts, like... Uh, arguing with uh, with Ben and being like, you've been stabbing, are you going to stab me in the back? And Ben's like, no, of course not. And clearly Ben voted for him. Uh, but, but and, and to one, and it got to the point where Adam uh, believed that there was an idol hidden on the, uh, the tribal set 
and specifically in the podium where uh, Jeff Probst stands. <gasps> and so he, he went up to the little symbol that he thought was an idol <laughs> and so tried good. to pull it out and tried to play it. And then and Jeff just kind of like let him dangle. And again, the editing's great. And he's like, so you're saying you want to play this as an idol and he couldn't and pull it off. He was like that, that's, trying to pull yeah. this off of the thing, and he just like yank it and yank it and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and then and so he's like, yeah, if it's an idol, I want to play it. And he's like, okay, it's not an idol. And then and then he got voted out. Yeah. Um, but uh, but so so I again I haven't watched a show since the beginning. Uh, but Dustin, have you ever seen a tribal council like that? Is this oh, well, abnormal or is this like something that happens every once in a while? Well, what happened with the idol was unusual, obviously. Uh, but, okay. you know, usually once a season for the past maybe five or six years, it's they didn't used to do it, but maybe the past five or six years, there will be at least one episode where they decide at tribal council through whispering how they're going to vote. Mm-hmm. So that that has mm-hmm. happened. Okay. So so does that mean that do you, then you think that they were going to they were maybe going to vote for cuz Nick was the other one who yeah, I, was kind of I think set up as being on the chopping block. Do you think that they flipped from Nick to Adam? I don't know if they flipped, but they were definitely talking back and forth about should we stay with uh Adam or should we go to Nick? Mhm. I yeah. But that the thing about that idol though is though is like it was a boneheaded thing, but if it had been an idol. It would have been the biggest moment ever. Oh, that would have been so good yes. if it turned out that it was an idol. And there was like idol, a 5% and he, and he chance I thought it was going to be an idol. But <laughs> also, but it would only, it would be even better if it was that there had, it. the big reveal is that like, yes, this is an idol and actually in all previous 39 seasons of this <laughs> show, the there's, oh, there's <laughs> right, always right. been an idol hidden in the podium. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. The editing was... I mean, you're, everybody's like, okay, well, it might... Maybe there's an idol. And then he goes up there and he, like, grabs it and he's trying to yank it off. Instead. Yeah. And, it's, and, and they, again, the way moving. they cut together, it it goes for way too yes. long. Right. Where he's, like, he's like trying it and it's like, it didn't move. No. He's, like, trying it again. No. It doesn't move. And he's like, oh, I can't... It won't, it won't yeah. budge. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, it was, it was great. This season yeah. of Survivor has been really entertaining. Um, and this is what I'm worried about. I, it, you can do it in 40 days. So if we can get things moving by, like, August, <laughs> we can have season 46, right? <sighs> so Dustin uh, is worried that production is delayed, which obviously it is because uh, shows have had to shut down. Um, the next season of Survivor was not filming, or w- I think they were in prep, so they yeah. hadn't started filming yet. Um, but but I, also uh, feel like I don't know. I mean, the, they generally the, film back to back seasons too. Pretty okay, close together. but this one they were they were going to film season. This is season forty that's airing right now, and yeah. they they shut down on season forty one. Mm-hmm. So they haven't filmed. So so they haven't filmed the next season yet. Right. But they only um, need 40 days. Which would be days. what? It would be air in the fall? Yeah. Right. And they start in October. They can, you know, they can pull that off, right? I really don't <laughs> That's care That's a lot it. of editing, Dustin. Is it? But you can, you got a week to do each episode. Yeah, but to, to build the, uh, to build the suspense that they need to build, it, it takes a long time. I mean, you can do it quickly. Like, you can see, like, uh, 
Like, what's a show that does it really quickly? Like, um, uh, Hard Knocks on HBO. Like, their, their, their lag is maybe two weeks. So it's, you know, they're, but they're, I'm sure that they're working nonstop. But isn't Big Brother uh, like and it's insane. live? Okay, so Big Brother too, but that one, again, they're working uh, crazy hours to get that, to get that together. I don't care how many hours they got to work, Dan. I need Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care about any other show in the fall. I just need Survivor. Right. Well, I think... Uh, if they could get to the island in the summer, let's say that they could film in the summer, yeah. then they if, could probably have it ready for like, I don't know, maybe an October launch. There's only, yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah, is that okay, that. Dustin? Totally, there's is only that, 20 is that enough? You can test 20 people, right? <laughs> but you have a crew. How big you have is a whole the crew, crew out there. Well, you, you have them. the camera crew. You're right, but I'm just saying you have the, you have the camera crew, you have uh, all the hair and makeup people who make them look much nicer for travel council, for sure, but uh, which is something I didn't notice until a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wait, why are they so, why do they look so much better at travel? <laughs> it's weird. They should look like they haven't showered in three weeks. Um, and, uh, and then you have everyone, I'm sure that the, uh, the build, just building the, the uh, challenges okay, is sure. crazy. Because you have to you have to build those every yes, couple yes, days. Yes. Yeah. So let's say a hundred people. That's a big people, group. A hundred people. Uh, okay. Sure 100 so people, and then they're isolated on this island. <laughs> okay. So here's my other thing. The reason like they shut down was because weren't they supposed to go to Fiji and Fiji was like no. Oh, was that true? Like, I wasn't it their destination that sh- I I don't remember. But what if they did this? Now hear me out. Okay. Instead of doing a destination. Shoot! What? They oh. go to one of those wild, oh, like Wild West ghost towns. There's one that they used to shoot oh. in, like Tucson, okay. or um, you know, any like one of those locations and lock it down. So like, they're still in the U.S., but they can be isolated. It's right. already basically a set. Um, they can get healthcare. They can house their their crew and everything, and have a rotation or, you know, keep numbers down. They're close to maybe the editor. You know, they can have editing if they do it close yes. to. But, like, do it All in the U.S. sounds more practical than what they're considering for baseball, which was insane. Well, yeah, baseball, that's not going to happen for a long time, but if, did, at all. Did you hear the plan that they had? They had yeah, that they were, going to, they were going to basically play at the spring training venues and kind of keep everyone... Uh, everyone that require that need to be there just basically lives there for. They would live in their hotels months. for five months, and they yeah. wouldn't see their family, and they just yeah. go back and forth to the ballpark. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think baseball players are going to sign off on that. You but no, I thought the players' union did sign off on that. Oh, did they? I don't know. Um, They're like, this is uh, the only way we get paid. Hmm. I would yeah, tell. I don't know. Um, like, uh, no, the, Tori, that's not a bad idea, though, to, to have it somewhere that you could control a little better. Um, yeah. But, or at least within the U.S., so you could, I don't know, do it within uh, U.S., or you're not, you're not potentially bringing your, uh, endangering another country. Right. Or having to rely on, you know, if you're on a remote island, if there is a health 
concern. Like I know right. that they, I'm sure they have paramedics, they have health staff in case there's an yeah. injury or something like that. But when you're dealing with a pandemic, it might be nice to know that like you definitely have a hospital nearby or something like that. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I pitch wild west survivor. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I just want survivor. Um, that, that maybe that's the spinoff Tori that, uh, you should, it's it's nine. It'll be the nine one one Lone Star of the Survivor yeah. franchise. <laughs> it'll be hosted by Rob Lowe. I changed uh, my mind. Ignore me. <laughs> Fucking nine one one Lone Star got renewed. Yeah, congratulations, Tori. Uh, nine both congratulations, Dan, and nine one one Lone Star. <laughs> I knew nine one one like original flavor classic right. was gonna get it, but like, but the ratings for Lone Star have been good. So you know. It was it was only a matter of time. And as we all know, it's the ratings are the only thing that matters. They are it's the only thing that matters. Better than the mid season replacement they had last year. And you know why I know that? Because I don't remember. Because the mid season replacement was manifest. No, because <laughs> I don't remember what the mid season replacement was. I don't think they oh. had one. They did. No, they definitely did. I remember them having. Well, one. there was definitely something on TV. <laughs> No, they, was they there? Replaced, they, there was another show. <laughs> it was just an, a block, an hour of nothing. I don't know what time is, Dan. <laughs> what is That's time? True. I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, one, we of don't our, know what time uh, one of our listeners can uh, email our producer and let him know uh, what took the place of 911 in that interim. Last That's year. true. Oh. Actually, the best way to, to, uh, to contact producer Seth is on Twitter. Uh, really? He is at Love Spackle. Wow, what does that mean? L-U-V-S-P-A-C-K-L-E. I don't know what it means. Yeah. Uh, he's assured me that it is a, it's a fun for all ages, uh, clean. Love uh, Spackle. Love Spackle. L-U-V, yeah. Yeah, I know. He mentioned something about, like, Bukaki being harder to spell, so he went with Love Spackle, but I don't really know what that means. Um, I'm I'm assuming it's very innocent. Sounds like construction of some sort. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. He's a big DIYer. That's true. Um, Does everything himself. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, no, I forgot. Oh, I, I remember what I was going to ask. Okay, good. No, no, it's TV related. So, so quiet, Tori. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> Dustin, uh, very briefly, what happened in the season finale of Manifest? Uh, did, were, were questions answered? Were, were uh, frostbites uh, he, uh, cured? Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, um, yes, he was about to die from frostbite. And uh-huh. then uh, the little boy in the show named Cal, he got kidnapped. And the bad men uh, tried to exchange him for meth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the bad men uh, who had been arrested by Michaela uh, for meth escaped prison and they, wanted, and they kidnapped Cal and all they wanted was their meth back. So they're like, okay. So they were like, um, you give us the meth back, and we'll give you the kid back. And they somehow ended up arranging this on a pond that was frozen over. And then lightning struck, and <laughs> <laughs> there was a hole in the pond, and they fell in. 
and Zeke, the guy who was dying of frostbite, at that point, you know, he had a calling and he runs and he runs into the pond and he jumps in and he gets Cal and he pulls him out of the icy waters and uh, then Zeke dies of his frostbite. Uh, and then, like five seconds later, he warms up and he's fine. And the why? Because he listened to his what? callings. The entire point is that you listen <sighs> to the callings and then you won't die. But aren't the callings just telling you when you're going to die? Well, there there was a death date, but apparently. So that what? Just, that's not the same as the calling. Right. But apparently if you okay. follow through on the callings, then the death date will disappear. So it's like if you if you help people with whatever comes through your calling, yes. then that'll save your own life. So Correct. let me get this straight. There's a voice in these people's heads. Yes. And it tells you when you're going to die, but yes. it also tells you to do things. And you have to... But if you do the things, then the... the the time you're going to die is no longer valid. So only half of what the voice says is true. Well, no, the voice doesn't tell you when you're going to die. The voice just tells then you. Then how do you know things. when you're going to die? Because, so the manifest people went into the plane and for five and a half years, so they die five and a half years afterwards. This guy, Zeke, he fell into a time hole in a cave, and he was only in the time hole for six months. So his time came up. And there was another guy that fell into, like, the water. And he was only there for, like, two days. And then, like, two days later, he puked himself to death. But did he have a calling that he ignored? Or did Uh, he, was he not even given a chance? No, that, I don't, I don't believe so. But, you know, that was a season ago. And the continuity on the show doesn't really make sense. (laughs) This seems real (laughs) spotty. Yeah. Oh my god! So, but the the, the the important thing. They, well, the <laughs> the key is that there there's still three and a half seasons left to get to their everyone else's death date. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you gotta you gotta ways to go, Dustin. You but, got so many more seasons. But congratulations on getting through season two. Congratulations, Dustin. <laughs> you think they could film uh, that show with social distancing? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of hard to have a kid kidnapped for meth if you can't have the kidnappers and the kids <laughs> stand near each other. Well, the kidnappers can all be wearing masks. They That's know. true. <laughs> so it'll be okay. And the meth guys were the shadow figures. They've been building this up for like four episodes. They're like dangerous shadow. No, they're not. They're just guys that fucking got busted for meth. Just want their meth back. Yes. You're like, yeah, but were they ever standing in the shadows, Dustin? They were Think in prison that. and casting a shadow in their prison cells. Okay, so there you go. The shadow, I, it makes sense. I don't, I don't, no I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, Manifest is over, but you know what's back is uh, Killing Eve, which Justin's going to tell us about, because neither Tori or I have watched the premiere yet. Uh, was it good, Dustin? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't really know how to answer that yet. After one episode, there's like a time jump. You know, remember we thought that 
uh, Sandra O's character, you know, she gets shot and stabbed. And right, right. There's like a time jump and like um, Eve is getting married to another woman. And you're like, what? What is going on? But then she doesn't and she ends up joining another assassin ring. And then Sandra Oh obviously is still alive, but she's hiding out and working in a kitchen. And I don't know. It, it, it didn't have a... I don't know. The show just doesn't have that crackle to it anymore. It mm-hmm. might improve. And the end, there was a big death that, you know, felt both shocking and predictable. Okay. So I don't know. I don't, maybe it'll be better. I just feel like it was better when it was Phoebe running the show. Right. Um, well, they've also gone through... Uh, I mean, they've changed showrunners every year. Yeah. Uh, so it's... And I thought that was like, because yeah. they were fucking up, but apparently that's part of the plan. That was the oh, okay. in the beginning, was just like, we're going to have a new showrunner every year. And that was like Phoebe's thing. She said, I want to have a new female showrunner every year. Mm-hmm. But it just, it's not working really. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also tricky, or I mean, again, I haven't seen the premiere, but it it feels tricky in that the concept was so good uh, as a cat and mouse, uh, but but like but but because you have to stretch it out now because it shows a success, then then it's like okay, now what now what's the show about? Because it can't just be them constantly going back and forth. Right, but I think that uh, this season and, and what might be interesting is that Sandra O oh is the cat and Eve will be the mouse. So that could be okay. interesting. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't have the same sort of... It doesn't have that sense of urgency or that sense of fun. It's just sort of fine. But we'll see. It's better than Westworld, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much of this week's episode did you get through, Dustin? Ten minutes. Really? What What made you turn it off? Boredom, but I read your recap, so I'm glad that I did turn it off. <laughs> wait, wait, what, what was ten minutes? I don't even know what was ten minutes in. I don't uh, either. I, was just, I could barely, I, I just can't, I can't keep focus on this mm-hmm. show. <sighs> yeah. I just want to love this show. (laughs) Me too. Why won't it let me love it? (laughs) I just... It it, it needs to... No, don't you see, Tori? It's about... It's it's telling a bigger story about the world. And, you know, you've got to... uh, It's... Don't you see? It's like the the robots and and us, we're the same. But, like... So that was something that's also kind of driving me nuts because at first it was like, oh, yeah, like the humans and the robots are totally the same and blah, 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 blah. Except that like as they've explored that comparison by constructing the this reality that is as restrictive and and exploring like the nature of the loops that humans are put on and and how their existence is also predetermined by these corporations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's like. It also reveals how different the situations are because right. it's like okay, you can you can say that humans are also on loops, except that 
humans built the robots and constructed the entire reality for them. And now you're just saying humans are doing the same things to, to humans, but it, by the nature of them doing it to themselves, it is different. (laughs) Right. It's not happening to artificial beings. And there are already, and so like one of the, the twists this episode is that like insight, you've known that insight has built this predictive supercomputer. Mm-hmm. Um, to try and save humanity from itself by like, I don't know, figuring out what's going on and like putting, analyzing people's roles and kind of restricting or, or capabilities and then restricting their potential because of it and stuff like that. Right. Um, but so then they real, they reveal that like, actually there have always been outliers, these like chaotic individuals that the computer can't predict. And so those individuals are put into these rehabil like, kind of rehabilitation centers or re-education centers where insight secretly experiments on how to like, and it's not really defined, but it's sort of like edit them. Um, and it's like, yeah, because they're, they're human. They were always like the chaos was already there. Like the whole thing with the robots was that humans like, they built these robots to follow their commands and then Ford and Arnold and everybody else like ran this whole decades long thing, trying to make the robots more than they were. Right. <laughs> like they were trying to inject chaos into the system. Right. Right. And I'm just like, so like, what are you guys trying to say? <laughs> I'm just so annoyed. <laughs> and it was literally like, if you just hadn't introduced the brother whose name I can't even tell you. It's like, it's... The, the other Ciroc. The other Ciroc. Yeah, the other Ciroc. Yeah. yeah who was just introduced this episode just to just to establish the, the reality of these edu- re-education centers. Right, right. And it was it was weird. So this episode, yeah, I, I agree with that. And this episode felt very much like... They, they had... It kind of a... Comp- or... I, I don't want to say accomplished because I don't think it was successful, but no. it, it tried to do <laughs> no. the work a of lot. about three episodes because, yeah. because the, the Ciroc stuff with him narrating and him telling his backstory, that could have been an entire episode just by itself. And it might've been interesting. I don't know. Right. Um, and then the genre stuff when, uh, when, uh, uh, Cal got dosed with the party yeah, drug. Yeah, when Cal gets dosed with the party drug and then he's going through the different genres and whatever. Which that, were not genres. Right, right. But that <laughs> but that could have been a different that could have been a whole episode of like playing with genre and playing with form and like a really fun like television experience. Right. Um and then on top of that, they had like the So th- this this was funny to me was watching the episode after you know they have the uh the after after the episode, like, when you watch HBO, they say, like, after the episode, stay tuned for, like, you know, three minutes of PR about, like, what was exciting to the creators about it. Right. And all they talked about in that was the action set piece and how, like, they wanted to do this really big, great action set piece. And and to me, I was like, okay, that's cool. And, you know, they did a good job of filming it. But they buried it within the genre thing. <laughs> so it was... It was uh, Oh, just like the, the, the car shooty drone Yeah, thingy. and, like, yeah. all that stuff. It's, like, that stuff, uh, you know, they did a good job with it. But because they buried it within the genre thing, it was, like, okay, but now you've you've kind of, like, futzed with it in a way that I'm not enjoying it in the same way. Like, if it was just a straight action sequence, I would have been, like, oh, that's cool. 
like you right. did a good job with an action sequence. But now it's like, why is it black and white? Why is there this music playing? Why yeah. is there this music playing? Why is it, you know, and, and I don't know. And it was also because it was, it, they kind of like, that is what an episode should build up to. And that was right. instead what this episode kicked off with. Right. So you well, have it, the big action set piece and then it's like them riding on a train. Because, right. And that was the other thing that like, when, when you write down, because I was like, even just trying to write the recap for it, it was driving me nuts. Because I, I kind of start off with like, here are the things that concretely happened. And if you just <laughs> look at the concrete plot movement, like actual things that happen that matter. Mm -hmm. It should have been a great episode. Right. Like actually for once, a lot of shit happened. Right, right. (laughs) Then when it's like, I don't know why the whole time it was like, none of it felt, it just was so bogged down and muddled because it was partly because it was too much and partly because of the way it all was sort of Frankenstein together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the action set piece for that Cal drug trip it the action set piece was a diversion from that right because their storyline continues and and the real like what matters about that excursion where they're getting away from Sorak's people and it's all Dolores trying to get this key from Liam right so she can release the files to everyone so in like the real plot climax isn't the action Mm -hmm. It's her telling Connells to release this, and then they just quietly sit on a train and watch people answer their phones. <laughs> right. So there's this massive disconnect between what is the action in the episode mm-hmm. and what is the the plot climax. Right. And 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 uh, <laughs> and and the the effect of that, which is supposed to feel, you know, I I understand it on an intellectual level right. of like how devastating this would be. To, to like look at this and realize that your life or feel like your life has been plotted out for you and that it's going it's very cold and, and especially yeah. and especially if it's going in a in a direction that you wouldn't want it to right. um, but we don't have any characters that we care about to uh, to experience that with so like the mm. closest we have are uh, are um, I'm forgetting their names but uh, it was Marshawn Lynch and, and Lena Wave yeah and so yeah. but again we don't know anything about them anyway. So right. it doesn't land with us that like, oh my God, their life is not as good as it could be because we just know them as like these rando gig workers with guns. Yeah, like um, mercenaries. And, yeah. and 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 Cal, we've already seen go through this. Right. But the reveal this episode is that what you know about him is, is if not fab- entirely fabricated, then at least incomplete. Right. And then, and then, uh, yeah, so there's that, and then th- so that stuff emotionally doesn't land, and then with the the Ciroc, uh voiceover rapper uh, rapping, uh, not rapper like you know, music. Um, <laughs> but the 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 episode rapping of him, uh, you know, telling his story, which I guess is him talking to Dolores by the end of it, um, right? And and like revealing what he did to Liam's dad. It's like, yeah, we know you killed him. Like that wasn't yeah. that wasn't a shock no. to us. Like he was surprised, but other than him, no one else was surprised. That you Nobody else him. was. Yeah. 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 Like we knew you were capable of bad shit guy. Like, right. I, you know, so, it was more weird that, you know, they, they had built him up as being this informational black hole. Like there's no files on him anywhere. Right. And you see him meeting with world leaders. Right. And, and it I'm makes like, him so seem he's like not a black hole. <laughs> right. So there were, there were all of these, uh, all these theories, which I don't know, some of them may or may not still pan out of like, Oh, is he like a manifestation of Rehoboam 
and not even a real person, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, he's just a real guy who had a brother, apparently, who was a genius and, like, turned this, built the system together. And the brother was probably the real genius, but also was this outlier guy. So that explains the, the, um, the can't, the, uh, the re-education stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he, he ends up being much less impressive than he, than he was built up to be. Right. Uh, and even like his like, oh, he's, uh, he's constantly, uh, showing up as a hologram. Is that just because he's not real? Like, no, he's just on his plane. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, logical reason, I guess it's fine, but it's now he, now he just seems like a, a normal guy who kind of, you know. Yeah. And I feel like we've, and for the first couple episodes, like, you know, cause we talked about how this was a more straightforward season and, and even though it, it came at the expense of like really on the nose expository <laughs> scenes, <laughs> mm-hmm. I felt like I, we got Ciroc and Dolores's point of view reiterated over and over again. And then this, this episode, I suddenly realized like, whereas I felt like I knew what their individual goals were. Right. It's the show has still somehow managed to get me lost in the weeds because I'm like, Ciroc, I, I, I genuinely like, so Dolores sows chaos by releasing mm-hmm. all of this information, which mm-hmm. seems like something that is to free humanity. Right. But I thought she didn't give a shit about humanity. So is she actually doing it so that humans are free to destroy themselves and her host race can take over or what is her, is that not even her goal either? Like since she didn't actually rescue anyone, but herself and Bernard <laughs> right? herself that's four your, times. Yeah. And Bernard. yeah that, like, yeah. So I no longer feel like I, I really understand who Dolores is. And I appreciate that they're kind of keeping her ambiguous between like a villain and a hero. Right. Um, but it's, it is also as it's gone on, it's very eighth season. Daenerys like that that, that reminds me of another bit where so so last week obviously the big reveal were all the Dolores's Delori Delori and uh but but this week it you know we didn't see all the other ones except for uh the the bodyguard yeah Connell's um but because he was so because he was the one that was functioning correctly and was, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm here for the cause, and, you know, I'm going to blow myself up for the cause, and blah, 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 whatever. Not all of us are going to make it out. Um, it, it didn't, like, that, I, kind, I almost forgot about the reveal, where yeah. I was like, oh, it kind of doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, at least in this episode, that he was Dolores. It just matters that he was following her orders. Right. Um, and it, it, it made me forget the impact of that at least for, for this hour, which is weird because that should be something that's permeating the rest of the season. Yeah. And then like, so I also feel like I've, I've completely lost, like what is, so Ciroc was after, because that's the other thing they kind of reveal is that like Dolores has taken all of Liam's money, but he's also, she's also set him up as the person competing with Ciroc to buy um, Delos, even though she's also got, her Charlotte clone, or I mean her, you know, Charlotte Dolores, Charlotte, 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 um, in Delos trying to save it from being purchased. Right. So she's kind of got a thing where it's like, she doesn't want Ciroc to get it, but if need be, she'll have, she'll control Liam or 
have Liam's money or whatever and, and buy it herself. Like one way or another, she'll keep hold of Delos. Right. And Ciroc wants the client data from Delos because Delos has better mapped the human mind. Right. So it's like he wants that, but in addition to that, he's chasing down Dolores because she's an outlier or an anomaly or a whatever, or is it, <laughs> who is he? Cause couldn't he just focus on Delos? Like, why does he, I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's like they've set them up. They should just be opposing forces going for each other. And it was kind of interesting right. for a while where it was like the two, neither of them knew who the other was, but they knew based on the blank hole that they left in the data stream that they were the ones that they needed to get to. But right. now as they've become clarified to each other, I'm less convinced as to why they're actually in opposition. <laughs> Right. They should just, I mean, I, they should I just guess, work together. I guess it's that... I mean, I guess... Yeah, Dolores' goal, her long-term goal, in theory, was always about... Uh, Establishing a future for robot kind. Right. Um, and so she, she's been, she has been consistent in, in, in suggesting that she believes... Uh, for her kind to survive and thrive, humans he, like they can't coexist. So she, so so I guess the the fomenting chaos among regular people would be to get humans to destroy each other. But it's also interesting because she brings Bernard out of Westworld, right? And he is in some ways the imperfect proof that humans and and robots can coexist because he is right. he is a host but that is truly kind of built on a pattern of a human. Right. And he's kind of, he has, he even has his two personalities that he can switch. Between. He can switch between. And you've seen the, the color of his pearl is different, you know, it's, right. so is that why, and cause that's the other thing. He is somehow a part of her plan, but it's not been made clear at all <laughs> why he's important. <laughs> and he hasn't really done anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stubb survived. Stubb survived. Mantis got um, killed. Yes. Uh, and Stubb's just showing up uh, in the nick of time, which is curious. Like, oh, he just walked into uh, into Insight. And yeah. No, uh, no problems. Just shows up in the elevator. Yeah. I don't... Also, so here... So this was the other thing. So you've got Connell's... Dolores, mm -hmm. who blows himself up yep. in the office to take out Mantis. Did she only have two scenes, by the way? Were those yeah, the only times in, that we she saw was, her? She was in, no, she was in three scenes. Okay. But, yep, yeah, that was it. All right. That, yep. Poor, yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're in, but they're in the Insight office. Right. And I get that Dolores is tapped into the Insight computers, so she's she's got she's getting access to a lot of data, which is very useful for her, you know, anarchy. Right. However, if you really want to sow anarchy, rather than blowing up this adjacent office with a very tiny explosive mm -hmm. to take out like one person, why don't you blow up the supercomputer that is inexplicably just open in the lobby of this building? Right. Not 
secured. Devs has a whole separate building for its supercomputer. Nope. Insight just has it in a lobby. Like, blow that up and throw the world into chaos. Right, but you see that that's uh he couldn't uh he couldn't affix that to uh to the bottom of the computer. That's not that's that's uh yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Apparently. This is why I'm not... Yeah. Um, Anyway, so uh, the music choices were great. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they weren't genres. Right. uh, But they were were great. You get some Bowie and some The Shining score and and, uh, Iggy Pop. And uh, yeah, you got a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm very... I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a... Really exhausting show. <laughs> Three episodes left. And there left. was no Maeve. There was no Maeve. Right, there was no Maeve. Three episodes left? There was no, uh, <laughs> there was no Hiroyuki Sonata. Uh, no. So, you know, all the... The show is so much better when the two of them are on All the people that we were excited about, they're, they're not uh, not around. They're, yeah, we, we just want them fighting with swords. Is that too much to ask? Because it it's also funny, because, like, I'm sorry, like, second season, the best part of the season was when Maeve was in Shogun World with those right. characters, and yeah. that felt like it ended too fast. Yeah. And it's like, Yeah, no, I was hoping that that was going to be the whole much season. longer. Yeah. Or, or at least, you know, at least a couple episodes. I think, you know, and it's not, I, I really appreciated the potential of seeing the reality that exists out, outside of the Delos parks. Right. But I guess it's much like reality in, you know, the reality we all live in, which is yeah. I would just much rather watch the happenings in the parks. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that does give remind me, me the artifice. Oh, I want one, to... <laughs> one thing that was very clear to me for some reason this episode was so, you know, one of the major uh, because a lot of Dolores's stuff all takes place in Los Angeles. A lot of a lot of. Uh, even though, like, you know, building stuff, they're filming in Singapore or, you know, right. much more uh, modern cities. Um, but there were a lot of moments, as someone who lives in L.A., uh, there were a lot of moments where they're driving around, like, I know exactly where that is. And it's weird to me that that looks just like it does today. Yeah. <laughs> Except maybe the lights are a little brighter. Other than that, I'm like, oh, I know where that is. That is, uh, that is not, uh, they have not improved that in the 40 years since uh, today and when uh, this show takes place. Yeah. It just looks the same. So. <laughs> Except there's left traffic. That's all. Um, but uh, three episodes left. Uh, Maeve will be back and, uh, you know. Bernard will uh, maybe do something sometime. May- maybe he'll do something at some point. Um, and there's still one. Am I correct in knowing and believing that there's still one uh, pearl there's that still- hasn't been revealed? There is one pearl that hasn't been revealed, although in this episode, um, when there's a, I think there's a scene where Sirak is talking about where, or somebody's talking to him about where uh, they've tracked the anomalies, uh-huh. or, or where it's they're they basically are able to pinpoint where Dolores is because they've they tracked a number of anomalies that all. Uh, had encrypted data that was being sent to the same location but okay. the where those anomalies were um they talk about like it's jakarta which you, you can assume it's like because they oh no that was it because it was they were researching what happened at the yakuza base which would be musashi right which is dolores 
And it's from there data was being sent to, and they list all these other cities. And, you know, it's like L.A., so you know it's Maine, Dolores, and it's right. other places. And it basically tracks with everyone you know is, because I think it's like San Francisco, which would be... Um, that would be Charlotte. That would be Charlotte. Yeah. And then, uh, but then they, they list Berlin, I think, was the other city. So uh, okay. whoever the other, 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 so other the, Dolores is. Yeah, the other is, Dolores is probably Berlin. Is Berlin. But again, there is that offhand chance that it could still be uh, not Dolores. I doubt it. Right. But because they're holding it out for so long. <laughs> Well, and especially because they they made such a big deal about um, uh, uh, Connell said to Bernard, you're the only one we can't replace. Which, again, makes it sound like, okay, so they're all Dolores, except for... Well, I mean, but here's the thing. Theoretically, they shouldn't have been able to make... I didn't understand how they could make copies of Dolores. I mean, I guess she made the copies before she shut down the forge or whatever, because it's like... Their deaths matter now. Right. Because the system is shut down. There aren't backups. Right. So she must have made the copies before she did that. But, uh, you know, regardless, I think that Bernard would have been an exception anyway because of the sort of hybrid nature, because Dolores worked so hard to try and make a copy of Arnold. Right. And ultimately failed, but... I, I don't know. I just... Bernard is very special for reasons that haven't been made entirely <laughs> apparent with the action of the show. <laughs> right. But he's got but, that, you know, kill switch that, you know, he probably ought to use at some point rather than just playing with it in his pocket. <laughs> I'm getting real bitter. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to reset. I'm going to reset and we're going to do, right. we're gonna do okay. the, uh, the transition into the game okay. again because I can't use any of that. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know what, what happened, but Why it's time not? for our game. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. You will just not get any sort of smooth transition. It's fine. You know, this, this show is... Uh, oh, do we, it's, it's do we need to do the insert with uh, technical difficulties in the singing? Oh, no, it's okay. I think this time... Because it wasn't technical. Oh, it was, it was. technical difficulties. Um, I can't sing that. Do you remember the song? I, I think I just song. went. All right. Uh, if we need it, then I'll, I'll use that. Uh, anyway, we may or may not have had technical times, but it's fine. Um, we're we're going to play a game now, and then we'll end the show. Uh, <laughs> will we? Will we, Dan? <laughs> well, look, it's again, as I say every week, you are three hours ahead of me. <laughs> So I can keep going, but you guys, I assume, would like to go to sleep. Uh, but this week's game is the untitled 2020 television midseason show game. So here's a fun fact. <laughs> Did you know that there are shows uh, for this season, for this network television season that either have not premiered or premiered during, uh, after uh, Tom and Rita Day, which was March 11th? That's insane. Um, uh, yeah, I mean theoretically, so, I know that. Yeah, so so what it, what uh, what's happened is I have uh, I have looked up the all of the shows that have either yet to premiere or there are a couple that premiered, uh, but you know just recently. Uh, and all I want is uh, if you can tell me any facts about them 
then uh, then you'll get points. Oh, so you're uh, gonna give us the title. We don't have to come up with the title. I'm gonna give you the title. Okay. And then you just have to you just have to try to give me any any facts you know about the show. Promise somebody starring in it anything. Yeah, I'll 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 be. Uh, it's it's a little bit more of like a judge's discretion thing, but you know we'll see. Mm-hmm. But you can you could get like multiple points per per thing. So we'll just see how this Whoa. goes. Uh, so let's start with this one because this one already premiered. Uh, it's a uh, council of dads on NBC. Uh, they premiered their first episode on March 24th and then they went on a break until, I don't know, like sometime at the end, I think the end of April they're coming back. Um, so they've only aired one episode, but it exists. It's called uh, it what? Is a television show. It's called Council of Dads. I don't believe uh, you. So if you can tell me anything about Council of Dads. Was it a, is it a game show? No, it is not a game show. Does it? Does oh, these, it are all scrip- these are all scripted. They're all scripted. Shows, so okay. Does yeah. it star Martin Mull? Uh, it does not star Martin Mull. Does Joel McHale have anything to do with it? I don't believe Council Joel McHale is involved. Yeah. I was assuming. <laughs> <laughs> is there a Tim Allen aspect? There is no Tim Allen. What about Kevin James? No Kevin James. Um, who are what some other TV is dads? Uh, it's on NBC. <laughs> I feel like okay. you're telling us more about the show than we're telling uh-huh. you. <laughs> is Fergie's ex-husband on it? Who's Fergie's ex-husband? Josh Duhamel. No, but that mm. would be a good guess. He, he seems like I the kind of person who would star in a movie called Council of Dads. It's a show. Yeah. Wait, Not a movie podcast. Council of, how many dads are there, Dan? Uh, there are, what, I believe, five. And what do they counsel about? Okay, so neither of you got any points on this one. <laughs> but, uh, count- Is this that show with Scott Bakula and Andre Brower? No. That was... Uh, that was uh, Men of a Certain Age. Men of a Certain Age, age on TNT oh, in 2009. <laughs> Yeah, it I'm was really good. Finger on the pulse. Uh, it also was not. Uh, you, you, you know what? You know who would have been a great guest to see if they were in this show? Tom Cavanaugh, but he isn't. Uh, it seems like a very Tom Cavanaugh. It, it could have been show. a Tom Cavanaugh show, but it's not a vehicle uh, for him. Uh, you know what? Tom is in the show. However, it's Tom Everett Scott. Uh, is in oh it. that poor man? <laughs> the, really? Uh, yeah. So Council of Dads. It's an NBC show. Uh, they premiered one episode and then went on hiatus for a month. Uh, the premise of it is based on a book called The Council of Dads by uh, a man named Bruce Failer, or Feeler. Uh, and it's based on... So in his true story, he was diagnosed with, can- with cancer, cancer. Sorry. He was diagnosed <laughs> with cancer and thought he was going to die. And so he, he kind of like... The book is about how he basically set up this network of his friends and I think his either his father or his father-in-law and, like, all these people who would be, like, the surrogate fathers for his kids. Um, okay. Now, in real life... That's cheery. Yeah. And in real life, he survived and so and then wrote a book. So that's the thing. Uh, in the show, the dad dies and then now <sighs> the other four dad... The other guys that he's, like, enlisted now have to, like, take the reins. Uh. Um, who plays the the... The grandfather. Uh, the grandfather is Michael O'Neill, who was uh, he was Agent Ron Butterfield on The West Wing, and he's been in a million other things. If you've seen him, uh, he has a really great mustache. Um, uh, hmm. Tom Everett Scott is the dad who dies. Uh, Sarah Wayne. So he's not even in the show. Well, he's a guest star. Uh, Sarah Wayne 
Callie's or Kaylee's, I don't know how to say her name. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Walking Dead. She's the oh. she's the wife. Uh, some of the other dads are J. August Richards, Clive Standen, uh, other actors. Sarah Wayne Callies and Tom Everett Scott? That's not a bad yep. cast. I would watch that. And J. August Richards. J. August Richards is one of, the, uh, one of his friends who becomes one of the surrogate dads. Uh, <gasps> is he going to have a romance with Sarah Wayne Callies? I don't know because I think, I haven't seen the pilot, but oh, in the, I read the script last year. And I, what? Okay, hang on. First of all, I read the script, <laughs> and I believe, uh, I, I think everyone else is coupled up in their own way. So, um, so anyway, it would be any good. I mean, a lot of things can happen between script and pilot. Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> script is okay. It was, it, it was, it, it's, it's built to be like a this is us. Like, that's the goal. The goal is to make you cry. Um, so, Ugh. yeah. So, it's that kind of show. But anyway. Uh, Why do people want to cry? I like because to cry. Uh, some people don't uh, don't feel things in normal life, and you know you get you get stopped up. It's like a constipation, like emotional constipation. You know you gotta you gotta get rid of it. Um, anyway, so no points for either of you, uh, but uh, we move on. Maybe maybe one of these other shows. <laughs> somehow somehow Dan is gonna win the game, even oh, though he's be not amazing. a contestant. Uh, here's <laughs> another one. Uh, this show actually premiered tonight as we're recording, uh, on April 13th, 2020. It's called The Baker and the Beauty. It's on ABC. Ugh. I saw... Uh, you tell me anything no. about The Baker I thought and the you Beauty. Told, I thought you told me you weren't doing... It was all scripted. These are all scripted... This is a scripted television show. No. No, I don't know anything <laughs> about like it. It sounds like a bad reality show. I don't know anything about it except that I saw that... On one website where they were interviewing the couple, so I've seen them. I couldn't describe them, and they're not famous. Hey, what do you think it's Are, about? <laughs> How about that? Um, a, um, a woman who is beautiful and a baker. <laughs> me? Although that's, no, that's no, maybe, sexist. Yeah, that's sexist. The, the is... woman could be the baker, and the man, Actually, the man could I be think beautiful. That might be true. Is it like Beauty and the Beast? Uh, but the beast is the oh my god is the baker a werewolf? <laughs> is Tom Cavanaugh in this? Tom Cavanaugh's not in the show. Uh, okay. You're both wrong, by the way. The beauty is the woman. The baker is oh. the man. Well, that's uh, sexist. It's a <laughs> women bake all the time, yeah. don't they? Is it a musical? I. Uh, no, we already did our musical episode. No, no, I think I think I, I think I can give you. I saw on just oh, Jared I don't think it's a f- that it was maybe a musical. So Dustin cheated, but he gets a, I didn't he gets cheat. a point for that. No, no, I saw it is described you know, as a, it is what? described as a don't romantic support him. It is described as a romantic musical comedy drama. So I'm gonna give. Well, that's meaningless word salad, lady. <laughs> Dustin gonna, doesn't get a point for I'm their non-specific. I'm gonna give him a half point. No, no, come on. I was reading cheating on just no, Jared no. before the podcast because I was looking yeah, and that's called doing research for headlines for Pajiba Love, and I ran across an interview with Beauty <laughs> and the Beast, and I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a reality show, but I saw that. Okay, it's Beauty and the Baker. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And Dustin loses a half point like, for getting the name wrong, so we're back at zero. But I like that we both thought it was a it was a, a not a scripted show. Yeah. Um, no a couple other things to know game. about it. It's uh it's based on it's based on an Israeli show, uh, which was called The Baker. 
I think. Can you say? Oh that no, it's called Baker and the. It was called Beauty and the Baker. So the, the name was reversed. In so the name was. I cannot. Barukata, uh, Adonai, Adonino. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's a manga that's also got that um, that premise, but it's a it's Yahweh. Probably. <laughs> uh, Natalie Kelly is the lead, who mm-hmm. you might remember from a little movie called The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Never heard so, of it. Um, also, she was on. Uh, well, that's a movie, so you know we're not, we don't discuss those here. Mm-hmm. But she was in uh, Unreal, the first uh, season. Oh yeah, so. I enjoyed that show. Until I didn't. So we come out of it with uh, zero points after yeah, that one. Great. <laughs> uh, here's a uh, here's uh, another one. This is another. So again, I'm going through all the shows that have premiered, hoping that you know something about them. Uh, There's a show, a scripted show called Broke on CBS. Paget Brewster it stars. No, no it doesn't. Incorrect. Shut up, Natasha Leggero and Polly Pellet. Correct. Polly Pellet. That's two God points for Tori. Forgetting Booyah. two members of the cast. God damn it. Uh, does anyone know what Broke is about? <laughs> it's about no, I, I'm assuming it's a sitcom. It is a sitcom. Um, we saw commercials third for point. Survivor. It's, it's about poor no. people. No, well, maybe. It, so maybe Polly Paulette's like a, a mom and Natasha Leggero is a friend who I think has money. <laughs> She's maybe like a social lady person. I might be getting it confused uh, with another I'm gonna, period. I'm going to give Dustin a half a point for saying it's about poor people. Uh, Tori, that was a valiant effort, but uh, no. it's uh, So uh, a father cuts his son off, and the, wife, the son and the wife move in with the wife's very reluctant and estranged sister, a working single mother with a son of her own. So the working single mother is Polly Perrette, and Natasha Leggero is the, the uh, sister who... Uh, who has now lost her money. Um, but it, she used to have money. She used to have money, but her father, uh, or I think, I think her father-in-law cut, cut them off. So they had I money because of the parents. Insist upon a full point. Like a socialite? I've seen ads for it at least a hundred times because we are survivor on whatever service makes us watch streaming ads. All right, I'm going to give you both a half point for premise. Instead of uh, okay, but I got two points for cast. Oh yeah, you got two points for cast. Okay. Um, also, Dustin, I feel like if you've seen those promos so often, you probably should have been able to name multiple people from yeah. the cast. Polly Perrette. The, the funny I thing often is, it confused with Paget Brewster. What do you know? You know. Well, she, Paget Brewster just how spent, how dare just spent you? years on uh, on Mars. Criminal Minds. So didn't they both? Do oh, CBS oh yeah, and also shows, Mars. But, and also Mars. Yeah. They don't, both did CBS procedurals. That is a completely different show, Dustin. Only one of them is on DuckTales, They're Dustin. both CBS <laughs> procedurals, so they're, by definition, not really different. <laughs> Dustin. Yes. I'm Look, if you were talking about any other actress whom I couldn't name because I don't watch CBS procedurals, then I wouldn't take offense. But don't... I love Padgett. I love Padgett Brewster. Community. But which which uh, CBS procedural was Paget on? Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Which one was Polly on? NCIS. NCIS. Uh, you guys know way too much, <laughs> and therefore you lose a point. Uh, no, incorrect. <laughs> uh, Tori's up I three. Think 
Tori's up three and a half to one half. Uh, let's move I on. I think I get a point for Dustin trying to take a point. Uh, let's move on to another show. Uh, how about this one? This show is called Filthy Rich. It is uh, scheduled to premiere in 2020. TBD on Fox. I feel like you're making things up. Uh, <laughs> um, it's about people. Um, oh, ooh, okay. Filthy Rich. I mm-hmm. bet it's about um, a company, uh, a family that gets a lot of money from garbage disposal. <laughs> they run like a whole enterprise. I think she's on <laughs> like something. A, or like a fleet sewer. of trucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, what? Wait, waste treatment. Waste treatment. Well, the, uh, you, you're... You get a half point for the uh, rich family, so that's that's true. Uh, Thank you. But instead of uh, waste treatment, they're actually making money off of a Christian television network. Mm. I mean, same diff. Well, I didn't want to say it, but, you know, so. Do we know? Um, I mean, I'm saying it. Give me the whole point. <laughs> Do we know any of the cast members? Tom Cavanaugh. Tom Cavanaugh's not in it. Uh, oh. He would have been, although... Wait, did one of you mention this person already? Uh, Tom Everett Scott? Coach? Not Tom Everett Scott. Well, I heard he's only playing a dead guy on the other show, so he's got Tom time. Tom Everett Scott is in the <laughs> well, show. Well, he's main cast on, on, the, on the, yeah, What's Her Face's show, is, which is amazing. Yeah, I'm Sorry, yes. uh, on True Correct. TV. He plays An- Andrew Savage's uh, yes. husband. Um, although they had, to, they had to shut down production, Dustin. Oh. That's real sad. Um, they were in the middle of shooting season three when uh, all of everything happened. But that's happened a show you feel stop. like you don't need 50 people, right? You should relaunch that. I mean, if you want it to look right, then yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Television production takes more people than you think, Dustin. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Kim Cattrall is in the show. Uh, Gerald McRaney is in this show. Is wow. Gerald McRaney? Yeah. Uh, I think he's the one, he's the, uh, it's basically patriarch of the family dies and then, uh, everyone's fighting over the, the money. So it's Knives Out. It's, uh, what's Knives Out, but, uh, Soapy. Yeah. But it's not a whodunit. It's not like someone murdered him. I think. Are we, are we sure? We're not sure, but. Okay. Uh, I don't believe that that's where it goes. Dan. Um, well, Tori's well in the lead. Uh... Wait, were you going to say something, Justin? Yes, I was going to ask you a question. Okay. Name three members of the Oneiders. Of the what? (laughs) The Oneiders. The Oneiders? What is that? Thing you do. Oh, uh, Ethan Embry. You got one. And Tom Everett Scott. Mm Oh, is this from that movie? What do you mean, that yeah, movie? Yeah, uh, I think I've you do. <laughs> I've never seen oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those are the only two that matter. I mean, Tom Liv Hanks Tyler, in, but she but wasn't not, in it. He's, not, he's like the manager, right? Whatever. He's the manager. Liv Tyler is the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, but, oh, Jonathan Shake. Oh, you remembered his name. Well Sheik. done. Sheik. Yeah, wow. Jonah Hex. TV's Jonah Hex. And then there's... um. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it. I don't know. Anything about that? Do I get points for this? The other one? 
Was he? Oh, I think he that was. Right. Uh, Tori gets a point for, <laughs> for that. Sure, why not? I can't believe Dan, why, why don't you uh, never technically see that thing you Tor- do? No. I cannot believe that's a movie Aww. you would absolutely love. You would love, love, love. It's got, that, it's got that one song in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's it called? I, I just never, it's not. It's, no, no, you would it, love uh, it. It's short, it's quick, it's quippy, <laughs> it's wonderful. And it, I'm sure But didn't it would. they release, like, a director's cut that's got, like, 40 no, extra... That's what I, I, I <laughs> showed it to my kids, like, uh, six months ago. I was like, I'm excited about it, I'm going to show it to my kids, and I accidentally got the director's cut. It was 40 minutes too long, I was like, God, this just keeps going on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, if we're playing the five, Tori's won the game already, I know. so... You haven't uh, got to Indebted yet, so that's something I know. Indebted oh. Indebted premiered before uh, Tom and Rita Day, oh, so God. Indebted does not count. Oh. Uh, real sad mm. There was you. that other uh, one with... Nice, um, nice trying to cheat. There was two of them. There was one with... Yeah, the other one is called Broke on CBS, no. which we covered five minutes ago. <laughs> the other one... With... There were two shows about people losing money. One was Indebted and one was Broke. But no, then there was the one with um, 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 Jason Biggs, where they have like no, that's been on for a while. Kids. The one where yeah. he's got the genius kids, yeah, yeah. outnumbered oh, yeah. or outmatched, Out, yeah. something like that. Anyway, also premiered before uh, Tom and Rita Day. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's been on uh, for a while. All right, I'm, I'm gonna do one more just because uh, the 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 others. This one I actually know what the show is, and the other ones I'm like, oh wow, even I don't know what those are. And so these are only networks, not weird cable. Only network. Uh, okay. This one is another Fox weird show. Cable. It's called it's called Next. Nope. It is an upcoming show that has not premiered. Is it TV. based? Wasn't that a Nick Cage movie? Um. It is not based on that, but I believe there was a Nick Cage movie called Next. I think I should get a point for that. Uh, unfortunately, that point is counteracted by mentioning a movie. So, <laughs> But it's a Nick Cage movie. There was a Nick Cage movie in 2007 called Next. Right. These are, these are different. Uh, it, it is not based on that. Does it star Nick Cage? It is not star Nick Cage. Does it star... Tom Cavanaugh. It does not. Although, again, a show that he probably would have uh, would have fit right fit, well fit in. right in. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, next is a show uh, <laughs> centered on the efforts of a homeland cybersecurity team to counter a rogue AI with the ability to constantly improve itself. So it's like there's a there's an AI there's like an Alexa AI that's kind of like going rogue and they're like, oh no, it's gotten too smart and it's learning things and it's listening to us and what's gonna happen. I reviewed um, that movie. It's called Jexy. It was terrible. <laughs> it starred uh, Adam Devine. Uh, in this version, John oh, yeah. Slattery's lead. Um, but so here's the here's the thing about next, which uh, I don't think Fox has said anything about, but they were the show, so I don't know if you remember, but right when productions were shutting down, um, there was a show in Chicago that uh, a crew member tested positive for uh, corona, for COVID-19, and then they shut down production, and it was this show. So oh. they haven't filmed the finale, and this show is supposed to be a limited series. Like, it's supposed to be a, oh, no. a relatively closed story, so I don't oh. know what they're going to do, because they they don't have an ending. 
and they they get a second season. Yo, I mean, Maybe. it worked for Supernatural. They were supposed to have a closed <laughs> ending, and now they're getting a whole second, another, a whole additional run. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. They haven't said anything about well, it. Well, speaking but, uh, of, but Dan, you know, I keep seeing commercials for um, American Idol. Don't Isn't there, like, a live portion of that whole show? Like, the whole back half? I don't know. What if they just don't, don't let American the Idol. audience in? Yeah. What if they all have to sing from home? You know, Dan, I'm... I appreciate that you brought us a bunch of upcoming or, you know, recent network shows, but I, I feel a little sad that there was a um, a blind spot in in your reckoning. Um, there's a new show on Spectrum. Oh. oh. And, and it's called Paradise Lost. And do you know who it's who's starring in it? <laughs> who I do not. Who's starring uh, in it? Josh Hartnett. Mm. What? Yeah, there is a wow. new Josh Hartnett show coming to the Spectrum channel, I'm going to say. Is it a network? I'd... Spectrum, Spectrum Originals. Spectrum Original. Why do I not know this? Huh. I don't know. You were our expert on Spectrum. You're the only one of us who gets <laughs> Spectrum. <laughs> oh, yeah, it starts tonight. Hmm. Tonight as in the 13th, not when you're listening to this. But, uh, oh, wow. Time. What is time? Who yeah, knows? I don't know. But uh, look, I'll, I'll, look I, I, some of us, you know, we've been feeling kind of down about TV and how they're maybe, you know, it feels like a, uh, feels like a little bit of a slog. It but uh, but I, I'm not going to lie, this, uh, this gives me new hope. Yeah, I think you should. Well, you're three hours behind us, so you yeah. could, you probably have time to make it to, to watch it. And well, no, well, the good, the good news is that uh, I, just for, for all of you listening, uh, when you have, Spectrum uh, Cable Service, a, a, a wise and just corporation. Uh, they uh, the Spectrum Originals are available to you, you know, on demand. So Twenty four hours a day. You don't have to, you don't have to set a DVR. You don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to, you have to worry that you missed it. You just go to the on demand channel. You press the on demand button on your remote channel one thousand, and it's right there. And you yes. go through like eight menus, and then and then it starts and. Uh, you know, you can't fast forward because I don't know they got some kind of weird restrictions. Even though there's no uh, commercial, so whatever. Dan. But uh, the point is that it's uh, it's there for you, and you can you can watch it. Um, do they have an app? Can you fast forward on the app? Wait. Uh, they do have an app, but uh, I don't use it because I I like to watch TV yeah. like an old person. Dan. So not on your phone. Uh, definitely not on my phone, which is why I don't watch Quibi. <laughs> but can you? Dustin, name... you were going to say something. I'm sorry. Three members of Stillwater. What? <laughs> no. Is that a Riverdale can thing? Name, everybody can name two members of Stillwater, but nobody can name three. I don't, what is Stillwater? I don't know. Yeah. I actually literally have a um, cover, a Rolling Stone magazine cover with Stillwater on it in my living room. Is it a? Sh- oh no! It's the band from uh, from that fucking uh, almost famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a movie which we don't discuss yeah, on this right. podcast. Mm-hmm. Apologies. Um, Apologies. But, uh, but if you, uh, you what if uh, I named third? Well, okay. So obviously there's uh, Billy Crudup and Jason Lee. Yeah, nobody can name. Uh, them. And no one can name the other the other two. But uh, Jimmy Fallon was their manager. So that I is that right. Counts. I'll give you that. Points. Yes. Well done. 
but yeah, I don't know who the other two are. I, I, I'm sure I know them as actors, but I can't Actually, I've right seen now. that movie a hundred times, and I couldn't tell you either. It's John Fedovich <laughs> and Mark Kozlik. Mark Kozlik. I honestly only remember Kate Hudson being in that movie. I don't remember that movie. You it made zero once. impression on me. That is insane. I saw it one time. When I was a teenager. And you didn't walk out of the theater like thinking you were going to grow up to be... Oh, I definitely didn't see it in the theater. I definitely (laughs) rented it. (laughs) Watched it at home and was like, meh. I left the theater thinking, one day I'm going to start a website. And we're going to have a podcast called Pajiva. (laughs) We're going to have a producer called Love Love Spackle. (laughs) It was a very it's all coming together, Dustin. formative movie for me. I see. Anyway, um, Joanna, a uh, great friend of mine, uh, who used to be on the site and who I used to have another podcast with, but we don't talk about it, uh, met, uh, <laughs> met uh, well, well, hung out with Cameron Crowe once to interview him. Cameron Crowe, who directed Almost Famous. And mm-hmm. uh, Cameron Crowe, after the interview, sent her uh, the Rolling Stone cover from the movie... Uh, of Stillwater and Joanna who is the nicest greatest person on the planet sent it to me and now it is framed in my house so you told this story to humble brag about a movie prop yep (laughs) yep (laughs) because I was for a second like is Stillwater an actual band yeah I I was are you serious you don't it didn't like immediately ring a bell well, it made me think of Stillwater, Oklahoma. I am, a which is a place. God, I don't understand. I was trying people. to, I was trying to think if like Credence Clearwater Revival had another okay. name mm-hmm. at some point, but I couldn't have told writers. you three members of that band yeah. either. I don't know, man. It's not Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, I could name. I could name all of them. To be a writer? No. No. Anyway, that's the show. Uh, Tori won the game. Uh, we're not ranting right now because we want uh, things. Well, I guess we kind of, you know, berated Dustin briefly for his whatever. Look, Dustin, it's not a movie podcast, so you keep that. You keep if you have any uh, any TV things you want to humble brag about, then feel free. But mm. otherwise, uh, it's like yeah. Do you have you any TV props? Oh, he yeah. does. He does have a TV prop. He has that toy of himself with the alligator. I also have a signed uh-huh. script of Rick. Grimes last episode of uh, Walking Dead. I have some signed uh, magazine covers with like the Doctor Who cast. Uh-huh. See? <gasps> oh, I one time I at Comic Con I got a signed I got a signed picture of Lavar Burton from um but it's it's his like Lieutenant, you know, Jordy. Uh, oh, Forge. that's cool. Um, but I didn't ask for it or pay for it. Um, our booth was next to the like celebrity photo signing booth. Yeah. And they all they wanted, the people who ran the booth, was some dumb giveaway that we were doing. It was literally like a lanyard that said, I don't remember, Be Calm and Comic Con, I think. And they just wanted lanyards. And I was like, okay, I'll set some aside and give them to you. And they were like, well, do you want an autograph from from anyone? And I was just like, I don't know, like, LeVar Burton, and she brought it to me. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. Like, to my name and everything. And I was like, here's a lanyard. So, Comic-Con's weird. 
<laughs> it is. <sighs> and uh, it's a uh, see that's a better story, Dustin, because that was about Tori uh, manifesting her uh, her dreams and not uh, not you know just being All- handed a movie prop. A movie also, movie. it was yeah, it was a television show. Yeah, so. Tori wins on all fronts is the point. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was the show. Um, this is, I, I don't know if this is going to end up being our longest episode, and I know we say that a lot, but, but this is the longest we've recorded for because we, we had a long uh, pre-pod uh, hang, which uh, you won't get to hear because that's, that's just for us. But it was, we basically it was just disturbing. talked about yeah, death and coronavirus <laughs> and... Well, now I have to cut all of this out. You don't have to cut anything out. No, you don't. Okay. You should add the stuff from Nobody the beginning. Nobody is tack it on at the oh end. That's God. the rant. <gasps> You've got the rant. Oh, no, that's not. What's the rant? Um, everything that we... <laughs> that's the first 45 minutes. <laughs> the first 45 minutes. <laughs> Just put a buzzer at the end. Call it the oh, rant. Oh, God. No, I'm not going to do that. But, Nobody well, makes maybe, it this far. But probably not. Everybody turn it off uh, like 45 minutes Some people ago. make it this far. Look, some... No, no. Uh, Dustin, some people really appreciate the game and listen all the way to the end. So, uh, mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying. Anyway, uh, thank you so much. This is, uh, this is the end of the episode now, and uh, we're all going to say goodbye now. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye now. Of, goodbye now. This is the end of Shannon <laughs> Shelley. <laughs>